Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, there's only one news on everybody's mind. That's Coinbase's direct listing. It was supposed to start this morning. It might not start until this afternoon, and we still don't know the price. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. Coinbase's direct listing is about to hit the market, the NASDAQ, anytime now. I just checked. It's still at 250. People are thinking the 250 price is not going to last. It might go up to 300, 350, $400 by the time of the opening bell of trading. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens with the Coinbase price. But I'm going to welcome on Scott Cipollina to talk all things Coinbase. We're just going to go into, well, a little bit of history, conversation about Coinbase, conversation about the direct listing, what we think is going to happen in the future, and so much more. I want to get into those crypto prices so I can get into that conversation with Scott. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.45 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $63,008.18, pretty much even from this time yesterday. However, we did cross an all-time high at $64,863.10 about four hours ago. We are down about 3% from that all-time high. And that was just really a big pump because of the Coinbase. We thought it was going to pop an opening bell. It didn't. And now we're just sitting here waiting, seeing when coinbase is going to go direct listing in the number two spot ethereum two thousand three hundred and forty dollars sixty cents up 4.5 percent from 24 hours ago binance coin bnb 547.33 down 5.3 percent xrp one dollar and 71 cents down 1.3 percent in 24 hours up 77 percent for the week tell us at number five and cardano's at one dollar and 43 cents up 0.2 percent and 18% for the week. We have Dogecoin, which is absolutely going crazy lately. It went up to about 14.1 cents. It's at 12 cents right now. Huge gains overnight, up 62% and over 110% this week. Now getting into this conversation with writer from Decrypt, Scott Cipollina, all things Coinbase. I will see you after the show. We're not going to do other headlines today because this is the only headline in the Decrypt lineup, to be honest with you. You go to Decrypt right now, go to Decrypt.co, and all you see is Coinbase articles, Coinbase history. It's things you didn't know about Coinbase, Coinbase DPO, speculation, opinion pieces. It's all things Coinbase at Decrypt. This is exciting. It's a very exciting day. So let's get into this conversation with Scott, and I will see you after that conversation for my salute and salutations. Scott Chipolina, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Matt. At 100%, this is the biggest day in crypto history that I can remember. We are finally getting Coinbase onto the stock market. It's going to be on the NASDAQ sometime today. Price right now on, say, Robinhood, E-Trade, even showing on uh, Yahoo Finance is $250 a share. We're going to get into the share price in just a little bit. But please, we have to frame this. Tell us first, what is Coinbase, the history of Coinbase really quick, because I want to just work our way up to where we are today. 
Simply put, Coinbase is a cryptocurrency exchange. That means that it allows users to buy and sell all sorts of different cryptocurrencies. You've you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and, and I mean, there are thousands of cryptocurrencies. So what Coinbase does is provide a platform for users to buy and sell those assets. And, and when was Coinbase created? So yeah, Coinbase um, was founded in San Francisco in 2012 uh, by Brian Armstrong, who's the current CEO, and uh, Fred Ersam. I, I may have butchered that surname. My apologies if so. Excellent. And so what, what made Coinbase so revolutionary? So really what Coinbase does for a lot of people at least outside the crypto industry, as it provides, I mean, the phrase is always an on-ramp to to the industry, right? Um, there are many people that see perhaps Bitcoin's price rising, uh, breaking an all-time high as it did earlier this week, and thinking that they want to get involved and they want to they want to purchase some Bitcoin, for example, of their own or any other cryptocurrency that takes their notice. And what Coinbase does is it provides a very straightforward and, and simple way, in the eyes of many people, to get involved and to actually own parts of those assets for themselves. Uh, my mom is one of those people, for example, she actually approached me uh, a, a good month or so ago. And she obviously knows that I cover this space. And she noticed um, Bitcoin in the headlines and said, you know, if, if I wanted to get involved, how do we do this? And then everybody, we started talking about Coinbase. I'm going to paraphrase a phrase, a tweet from uh, Brian Armstrong, the CEO that I saw uh, earlier today. And he said, when he started the company, it was just a bunch of nerds trying to do this cryptocurrency, digital, you know, ghost money thing. And Bitcoin was trading around $6 a Bitcoin. And now, as we know today, it's around $63,000. Brian Armstrong is a billionaire. Fred Ersham is a billionaire. Uh, there's a lot of 100 millionaires made from holding crypto, uh, Coinbase stock. And they just gave every one of their employees 100 shares of Coinbase stock. Is that correct? Can you tell me a little bit about one, how we got to this um, DPO direct listing today and kind of like that whole voyage from that $6 share of Bitcoin to today, 2021? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take those things in um, one by one, I guess, because they're quite, they're quite exclusive. But um, Bitcoin's price obviously has, has been um, steadily on the increase, really, let's say from the beginning of this year and, and further beyond. I think the biggest factor in Bitcoin's price rising above what was once its all-time high of around $20,000 um, was the, the approach of institutional investors. That, that has been a huge um, sort of game changer for Bitcoin's value over the last few months. Um, last summer, MicroStrategy was broadly the first like, well-known institutional name that bought into Bitcoin. Now they have over $5 billion in the asset. Obviously, Tesla, uh, Tesla rather, uh, invested $1.5 billion into Bitcoin as well. That, that blew a lot of other investments out the water. And what that does or what that's done has it's, it's afforded Bitcoin with a, with, a, with a view of legitimacy and validity that many would say it didn't have previously. So if we look back to the 2017 slash 2018 bull run and then subsequent crypto winter, um, when, when we see what fueled that, that sort of bull run up towards levels of $20,000, that was basically predicated on retail investors that weren't looking for a long-term investment. They were sort of just getting involved and, 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 and seeing a price rising, but there wasn't really much rhyme or reason to borrow a phrase that you've, you've used before um, as to why that, that price was jumping up so high. And then it just crashed. Uh, this time round, it does seem markedly different, um, precisely for the reason that a lot of institutional investors are coming in and Bitcoin has broken into mainstream to a degree with, you know, moves of major payment invest payment processes like PayPal, right? So the scene is substantively changed from three years ago for Bitcoin. Um, your second question, well, could you remind me what it was, Matt? Sorry. Uh, the second question was, I guess I want to juxtapose the price of Bitcoin with the rise of Coinbase to go into the NASDAQ today. I, I want to know about that journey as well for Coinbase. What was it? Was it a straight, just smooth ride? Was it bumpy? What, what do we know about that? 
So it hasn't been necessarily a smooth journey for Coinbase. I mean, it has a lot of challenges that many other crypto exchanges have. For example, when there's a when there's a, a decline in, in how many transactions are taking place in the crypto industry, then obviously the exchange can feel that. Um, in 2020, for example, I mean, this is this is the reverse of their fortune. Uh, Coinbase collected about 0.5% of every transaction in fees. That totaled 1.1 billion in trading revenue um, on 193 billion in trading volume. So that's obviously... A lot of money for an exchange like Coinbase, and what what that signified was in 2020, we all we all saw the momentum that Bitcoin picked up. And again, talking about institutional investment, like like we've just um, been discussing a couple of minutes ago, that's something that has really benefited Coinbase. And then if you look at the general sentiment that surrounds not only Bitcoin or Ethereum, but the general crypto industry from like an overview, bird's eye view perspective, that sort of seeps into Coinbase, and it it, it makes People have, you know, a, a, not necessarily an undue opinion, but, a, you know, a better sentiment on companies like Coinbase, because obviously they inhabit this industry. And while it's still young and it hasn't yet matured, um, it has a very enviable position in a market that a lot of people expect to boom over the coming years. So what I'm hearing from you here is that, well, first of all, thank you very much for telling us a little bit about the history, getting us up to speed. We're pretty much up to our current date. What I'm hearing here is that MicroStrategy and Tesla helped the legitimacy of Bitcoin. Coinbase always been working as being an on-ramp for this kind of speculative uh, fringe kind of cryptocurrency, this new idea of monetary, you know, the transactional value. And now that Coinbase is going onto the NASDAQ, it is actually going to more solidify Bitcoin's role within the financial world. Is that is that accurate? I mean, that it's accurate in terms of a, a representation of what many people think at the very least. A lot of people would suspect that Coinbase going public adds more validity to Bitcoin and more validity to the wider crypto industry because it's just a case of, you know, investor sentiment at the end of the day. Um, if we look at the, I don't know if you want, if I'm jumping the gun here, if you want to discuss the differences between a direct listing and an IPO, um, do you want to go through that now, Matt, or? You do go for it. Well, basically in the past, a direct listing meant that a company could only basically provide its existing shares, right? To investors, an IPO would allow for the creation of new shares. Um, the SEC filed, uh, basically a li lifted a restriction on, on that requirement. Um, but nevertheless, Coinbase decided to go for a direct listing and it declined the opportunity to create new shares for the offering. Now, obviously, we have had a lot of speculation flying about as to what Coinbase is going to open at. Uh, the reference price, which we've seen recently, has been at about $250 per share. Importantly, that's not an offering price for investors, right? That's not something that they can use to purchase shares, but it's sort of seen as a benchmark for performance once the stock actually starts trading later today. Um, and then we're hearing very early reports or indications that the stock might open at about $340, $350. Uh, that would put Coinbase's valuation at just a shade under $90 billion. Um, so still lower than the 100 billion valuation that we've seen touted a lot recently, but interestingly, much higher than what some of Coinbase's naysayers have, have, have estimated that, for example, the stock research firm that we've discussed previously, New Constructs, um, the CEO of that company, David Trainer, has been outspoken saying that Coinbase's $100 billion valuation is, is ridiculous. He suggested, based on his company's research, that the valuation should be somewhere more towards 18.9 billion, just a shade under 19 billion. And obviously, if the early indications are correct, we're going to see a valuation much higher than that. 
as of right now, Coinbase is not trading on the NASDAQ. It is still waiting. It will be maybe, it could be any minute now to start trading on the NASDAQ. It could be after lunch. We don't know. But the initial price was $250. We just heard that it's probably going to go for a little bit higher than that at $340, uh, $350, and it'll be trading under the ticker coin. Once it hits the market, by the close of today, and I'm going to come back tomorrow and talk to our executive editor, Jeff Roberts, about what happened today. But when it closes today, this is all speculation. What do you think is going to happen on that market? Well, I think that it's, I wouldn't say it's inevitable, but I would, I would say that, you know, the, the initial price that Coinbase opens at, or Coinbase stock opens at rather, that's not going to matter for very long. Um, it's very, very difficult to, to, to see what the first day is going to look like. There might be a really, really sort of big market pop where there's a, a lot of investors positive sentiment that, that lends momentum to Coinbase stock. So you might see that, the share price just booms, or maybe it doesn't. We, it, ultimately, it is speculation. It's up for the market to decide, and it, it, it depends on what investors want to buy and what they want to clear, stay clear from, really. So, yes, it is up to the investors. I guess what I'm asking is, do you think, and of course, this is not financial advice, but could you see oh, it going up or going down? I, would, I mean, my, my feeling is that you might see, because there has been so much positive speculation surrounding Coinbase is listing for for quite a long time now. That once it does hit the Nasdaq, it, the Nasdaq, it's going to have a lot of momentum behind it. You might see the price jump up significantly. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But then at the same time, in the long term, I am fairly well convinced by some of the skeptical arguments that we've seen. We just mentioned David Trainer. I think that Coinbase still inhabits a really, really uh, young crypto market. And when other competitors come in, like you know, we've got other crypto that there are. We have a wealth of crypto exchanges. Um, for example, Kraken have been um, considering the idea of going public. And when inevitably more exchanges start to occupy space and line up in comp- in competition against Coinbase, they will take a chunk of that market. So I would imagine that you'll see a very early upward momentum when it comes to Coinbase's stock. But I don't think that that momentum will last forever. I think that you'll see a bit of a downward trajectory in the future. But again speculation. And of course, you know, we've all, we've seen it in almost every aspect or facet of the crypto space where the success of the company, regardless of what space the company occupies within the crypto space, is dependent on the Bitcoin price. If Bitcoin is going up, you're going to see better, more readership into crypt. You're going to see more listens on your podcast. You're going to see more money going into your altcoin. You're going to see more enthusiasm everywhere. And so when Bitcoin's price starts to go down and downtrend, you're going to see the readers go, your listeners go, and maybe uh, hodlers of your new Coinbase shares go as well, which I can totally see happening after this bull run is comes to a close. Yeah, that could very well happen. I mean, it's it's interesting to see what how people think about the relationship between Bitcoin and Coinbase. Um, one of the things that, I, that I'm fairly well convinced by myself is that uh, Coinbase needs Bitcoin a little bit more than Bitcoin needs Coinbase, right? And the reason for that is because transaction volume and, and the ability, the eagerness of investors to buy and sell Bitcoin is so, is so central to Coinbase's business model that if investors were to go cold on Bitcoin, then Coinbase inevitably will suffer. Um, but then if we're looking at Bitcoin as an asset independent of Coinbase, I think we can see that history would tell us Bitcoin has, has survived a lot of controversy in the past. And there's no doubt that it will survive other things in the future. And I don't imagine that if Coinbase's stock were to flop, that would provide a a long-term significant blow to Bitcoin's like trajectory. Uh, obviously, that can mirror in its price in the short term. Maybe you'll see a bit of a, you know, just yesterday, Bitcoin broke an, an all-time price um, record, but you, you might see that it suffers in the short term if, if Coinbase does. 
but I don't I don't imagine that if if something significant were to happen to Coinbase stock, that Bitcoin would be fundamentally sort of tied to that. That doesn't convince me really. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's not Coinbase is Coinbase is tied to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not tied to Coinbase. Yeah. Um. And and before I ask this last question, I want this last discussion to come in here. Is I'm 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 intrigued by you said controversy, not controversy. Um. I don't know where the British accent comes into play <laughs> with you. <laughs> I didn't even spot that to be honest. Well, I I just I just don't know. So if any listeners out there listening and wants to let me know how the British people actually say controversy or controversy, I please let me know, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Um, <laughs> but, but going into the future, and I think this is the biggest thing is how is, do you, how do you feel? What have you been seeing? How are you thinking Coinbase is going to, I guess, future proof its product? Look, there's many on ramps. There's a lot more competition in the United States. You know, FTX is coming out in the United States. Kraken is here. Binance.us, you know, Coinbase. And there's going to be more and more, and especially when you get JP Morgan's to come in and Citibank's to come in, they're going to have, have their own on ramps. I'm assuming in one capacity or another, if it's not just directly buying uh, Bitcoin, if it's an ETF or if it's investments of, you know, people's, you know, portfolios into Bitcoin or whatever, there's going to be ways for other on-ramps besides Coinbase. They're going to have to future-proof their business. What do you think Coinbase is thinking to kind of one future-proof their business or other products that they're going to start rolling out to make sure that they are tied into our U.S. financial system? Well, I mean, I think you have to preface this by saying that they they do have like quite a an enviable position right now. Um, in terms of, you know, that they're, they're the first major exchange to go public and they are a bit of a household name and that obviously counts for a lot. But while you were asking that question, you reminded me of certain initiatives that, are, that, that target different kinds of investors, right? Different kinds of, of, of sections of the market. So for example, the, uh, the Fold app, which is quite popular in the States now, um, that is just a card that people can earn Bitcoin through regular everyday purchases like their, their morning coffee at Starbucks, for example, right? Uh, different selected stores that support the, the Fold app. Um, so it's interesting to see how different companies are trying to sort of mainstream cryptocurrencies and target different kinds of investors. Obviously, Coinbase is, is it's a massive player in the industry. Um, whenever institutional investors come in, it stands to reason that they might be using Coinbase to, to purchase a large amount of Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. I think it's just a case of reading some of the, the biggest, getting to know a bit of the biggest risk, the risk factors that that Coinbase themselves are cognizant of. Uh, it reminded me of one of the things that they actually mentioned in their S1, which is negative media coverage of Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency market in general. If consumer sentiment around Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies is negative, then obviously Coinbase stands to suffer from that sentiment. And again, that maybe we're going back into the realm of speculation, but it would it, they are, as we said before, very much tied to the health and the performance of the cryptocurrency market, because if that falls, then Coinbase is sort of left holding the bag, almost, if that makes sense. 100%. And I, I guess when I was tra- framing, framing that question is like, how are they going to future-proof uh, Coinbase? And is it, is it a payment system? Is it an aggregator? Is it going to be a bridge from cryptocurrencies? Or are they going to just like start making themselves uh, compete directly with like, say, Apple Pay and start trying to take par- nibble parts of their uh, market, sh- market share as well? Um, I guess I'm trying to figure out is like, you can't just be an on-ramp forever. And yes, as you mentioned, Coinbase is a, in a very good position now being uh, the biggest first mover. And now as a, as a, as a direct listing, going to have the capital to really build up and solidify their, their castle that they're in. But same thing with Tesla. Yeah, they're a huge company and they're the first mover and they're great. And they have, they are the electric car company out there. But once you see uh, Volkswagen trying to chip away and Kia now chipping away and um, Lucid and uh, Lordstown Motors and Ford Mach-E all trying to chip away, it's only a matter of time. So they lose that absolute advantage. That's very true. But 
to be honest, it's 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 so it potentially could be so far down the line that I I don't really know how I could answer that question. I think it's it's quite clear that Coinbase has you know that first mover advantage right now. I don't imagine that that will last forever. And when it when other crypto exchanges start to chip away at that, then Coinbase's profit margins will suffer. Um, but to what degree? And specifically when that might happen, I think it's it's fairly far down the line. And I don't know if I could really sort of speak to that. That's why it's called speculation and future yeah, and I mean, future, might, future thinking, yeah. my friend. Might as well just put on, put on our, uh, what is that British show with the guy in the phone booth? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's like a guy in a phone booth and he like zooms around into different times and shit. Oh, uh, Doctor Who. That's what it is. That's I've never seen the show. I've watched like five minutes of that show. It's really overrated. <laughs> and I'm going to cut this out because nobody wants to hear you say yeah. that, bro. You might get some yeah. hate. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Chipolina, writer for Decrypt. Thank you very much for talking everything Coinbase. And um, I am excited about today and see how this rolls out. And I can't wait to talk to the Decrypt team tomorrow. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Please go to Apple Podcast, Podcast app, or whatever you're listening to this podcast. Like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. Also, you can send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. That's MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Listener questions. Send me your questions. I will answer them on air on Fridays. And don't forget to go to Deemer for Congress. I'm running for Congress. D-I-E-M-E-R for Congress.com. And support, please. I'm working on getting Bitcoin, taking Bitcoin for my congressional run so you can donate in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, probably Doge. (laughs) We'll see what we can work out. And I'll have that up and running as soon as possible and as soon as the lawyers tell me how to do it. Until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow's news.